Hi, you're about to listen to Dirty Laughs Podcast. When life doesn't give you the success you planned, grab a microphone and your three best friends and put on a show anyway. Hi, welcome back to Dirty Last Podcast. I'm Harriet Wise. I'm Sam. And I'm Ailish. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like people probably no don't one even know. know. Yeah. No, no. Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> We've had a little break um, for many reasons. We were meant to come back a bit earlier, but things happen, life happens, and we haven't been able to come back until now. Um, But that's okay. But I'm very happy to be back. I'm happy to see your guys' faces. I'm happy to talk about the musical again and talk about other musicals again. I'm just here for it today. I'm ready. I am raring to go. I feel refreshed, revived, revitalised. As many other R's. Rejuvenated. (laughs) Any other R's you want to throw in there, I'm there. Same it's been a while how is everybody in like i don't know give us like two sentences to some sum up how you are yeah i think last time we left i was exhausted shattered run down um i did not feel inspired by anything at all and i, d- I don't even know what the turning point was for me i think i just started to go back on the up i've got more things uh done at work i'm feeling more productive going to the gym three times a week now we're, we're getting oh, well there done. We're, we're aiming for hottish girl summer um and that is it <laughs> we won't quite go for hot girl summer yeah. but we'll go for mildly hot-ish. hot summer mildly hot lukewarm <laughs> we're aiming for a lukewarm summer so yeah we're on the app i've been thinking about the podcast a bit and i've got an idea of maybe what i'd like to work on but i want to see what uh people are bringing to the table today yes samantha i'm all good a few life changes so now i'm just sort of finding my feet um this this is probably the first few days that i felt like i'm settled back in and now i'm yeah raring to go i had writer's block for about two weeks i'm hoping that my what i'm going to present today is you know salvageable oh it honestly doesn't even matter what it is sam it's going to be great and okay yeah obviously it's it's, i did it so Uh. It's just, uh, it's just, <laughs> say no more. You did it. It's going to be fantastic. Exactly. You know. That's nice. I'm excited. I can't really remember anything that's, I think I've been pretty tired. Yeah. For, for our listeners at home, the rat update is that they both died on the same day this week. So I was, I basically cried for the whole rest of the week. <laughs> and um, yeah. And today, I honestly think today is the first day where like, which I knew would happen at some point. I just think it, I basically nursed them for so long that i just had a bit of a meltdown when they finally died and now i'm like today i feel a bit more like oh, okay it's now i can draw a line under that and have brain space yeah <laughs> you know for like for brain the other flashed. things yeah really you've had your morning period and now you're oh. <laughs> i was i thought you meant like morning in the like daytime morning no, time like, and period like had a time of the month so it's like do i have a morning period normally <laughs> just in the morning <laughs> and how does she know <laughs> behind the curtain 
this segment we learn about a musical this may only be fun for me but what i'm gonna do is start like a mini like mini series so every four musicals is gonna have a theme and that theme is gonna be focused to us and something that connects to what we're doing because i thought let's try and like really focus it so we're like kind of learn you know like it will feel like it's helping us on our journey so the first series is first time writers oh yeah yeah. so all the musicals in this series uh, they will some of them will maybe big musicals some of them might be you know famous writers some of them might not it will be a mix as normal but they'll all be the first musical that that writer or composer ever did which i think will be really interesting for us to try and like get some you know kind of see how their journey went at the beginning um and the very first musical is edges Edges is actually one of my go-to musicals for learning for rep songs, for auditions. It has some really, really good songs in it. And you guys guaranteed you will know some of the songs. I recognise the name. Have I sung something from Edges? You haven't, but quite a few people in KSA did. So In Short is from it. Oh! In Short, I hope you fucking die. I love that song. Perfect is from it. You know, I could be perfect. Yes. It's a song cycle, which, if you are not aware, means it doesn't have one plot that goes from beginning to end. Every song is self-contained and kind of goes from A to Z within that song itself. Uh, But they all follow in this theme of self-discovery, growth, um, that the idea that, so it's called Edges, kind of like the idea that every character is on the edge of something. That might be something like a change that's gonna happen. It might be mentally on the edge. There's a few things that go on with it. It is written by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, most commonly known as Pasek and Paul, who a lot of people listening will know who they are for their more recent work. I didn't know they did Edges. We'll come to their more famous work in a little bit. Pasek and Paul are, incidentally, my favourite writing duo. Without knowing who composed them, I realised the majority of my rep ended up being songs by Pasek and Paul, just from various musicals. So I've had to, like, I had to go and pull that apart and start again, because I was like, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? They both credit the late 80s and the early 90s Disney Renaissance, as they describe it, as their reason for being in musical theatre. They met in the University of Michigan when they were studying musical theatre. So they actually intended to be performers and they met studying musical theatre because they were both terrible at dancing. Um, so they (laughs) they would bond (laughs) because they didn't know what was going on in classes and then when it came to being cast in musicals they always got the shit parts so they decided we're gonna write our own musical not unlike some other people i know (laughs) 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 they were only 19 and they were like i'm done with this shit i'm writing my own stuff so they began writing a song cycle because they hadn't written anything before so they were like let's just write songs and we'll start there and they were in that point in life where they were 19 they just left home to go to college and they were starting that like journey of becoming an adult um where you start searching for the meaning of life a little bit you know (laughs) around that age so that was where that they started just writing about characters that were searching for that in their own different ways so it did have a very small premiere in april 2005 and for context they didn't actually graduate until december 2006 i don't know how old they were exactly but like 20 or 21 when they actually premiered the musical it was very small what was very interesting is that it kind of went viral so they didn't really have these big productions of it they didn't like have a script or anything like that but 
it was before YouTube existed and it was before Facebook existed, like just before, they filmed people singing the songs and because every song was self-contained, you could just watch the song for like three minutes and people were messaging them from like all around the country being like, I've just seen this video of your song. I'd really love to do it in a cabaret or in our show or like it became like it became this weird viral sensation before being viral existed. They also slipped a CD of the songs into the bag of visiting lecturer Stephen Schwartz. I love that. That's the energy I'm here for. I'm not going to give it you directly. I'm just going to yeah. just cheekily put Slip it in the back. I'm here. I am all here for that. That is like the musical theatre version of sliding into the DMs. It literally is. Bef- yeah, before yeah. the DMs existed. That's what exactly. this was. Um, if you don't remember off the top of your head, Stephen Schwartz is famous for musicals like Wicked and The Prince of Egypt. He wrote them. So big, big name to be slipping your CD into their bag. Uh, he did listen to it. And he loved it. And he he said he recognised that they, there was raw talent. So he wrote to them and gave them feedback, gave them suggestions, told them what he thought worked, what didn't work. At the same time, Pasek also wrote to one of his heroes, Jeff Marks, who wrote the score for Avenue Q. And he ended up through that getting a summer job as his assistant. Uh, during which time he played the songs from Edges for him and got some more like kind of creative, constructive feedback. I don't even understand how, but they just managed to like go out there and make these things like happen for themselves, which I just think is quite inspiring, isn't it? Yeah. And then in 2006, uh, so just before they graduated, they became the youngest ever winners of a $20,000 Jonathan Larson Award which was established by the estate of Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, uh, to encourage composers, lyricists, and book writers at the beginning of their careers. So they were the youngest ever winners of that award. And they then graduated with loads of interest in them already. So they were able to kind of walk into, not necessarily walk into like, you know, writing a Broadway show, but they were walking into some level of of work so people you know wanted them to collaborate on something or wanted them to write a song for something and they were able to actually start working pretty quickly after edges went viral uh, it led to over 30 college productions around the us of that musical um before there was any professional productions and then the professional the first professional production was in New York at the Capitol Repertory Theatre in 2007 and Justin Paul was the musical director for that production and that was fairly successful and since then there have been uh, quite a few well, I think quite a lot of professional productions around the world there have been some in London there have been some in New York but there have never been any on Broadway specifically or in the West End specifically they've always just been kind of like little short stints you know here and there Uh, I think it's because of the kind of musical that it is and when you hear them talk about it I, I don't think that they would class it as like their best work or the thing that they most are trying to push out there because it was the first thing they ever did you know to them but but it opened all the doors for them they did then go on to write the score for the stage adaptation of James and the Giant Peach. They also wrote Dogfight, which is one of my favourite musicals. And the most famous thing that they've done, probably, is the musical Dear Evan Hansen. I love Dear Evan Hansen. I love it. I saw that the other day. Fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sa- Sam Tutty, his name is. He's so yeah, good, Sam Tutty. He? He's incredible. Yeah. You, know what's, you know what's really, like, incredible slash unfair slash disgusting? 
first job at a drama school. I you know. Well, what well deserved. Yeah. He's probably not listening to this, but Sam Tutty, well done to you. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, amazing. I don't Fantastic. know how. I honestly just don't know how he does it. I don't know how anyone could do that kind Every of. Night. Yeah. Pasek and Paul, who who we're talking about, who did write Dear Evan Hansen, they're praised a lot for their writing style. And a lot of people credit their work, particularly with Dear Evan Hansen, on helping to redefine modern musicals. It came out not long after, literally a matter of months after Hamilton did. So between those two musicals, that that was like a new era of musical theatre where it was brought to a younger generation and musicals started becoming cool again. You know, it was kind of before that it was still a little bit old fashioned or nerdy. Do you feel we've gone through like a musical theatre revolution with Hamilton, Devon Hansen and Six? Because I feel we have one, then the other, then the other. And it was like, bam, 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 with all such new ways of doing things. I think that what Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen did was open the door for musicals like Six to then start like to get a life. And now musicals that are coming out are different. They're not following particular rules. And um, I think that that's really exciting. And I think that yeah, I think that a lot of people do credit that little era where they came out at the same time. I think Six was a little bit after, but I think it came out in the wake of that kind of new yeah. wave happening. Pasek and Paul themselves have also done many other things. Like they worked in TV. So if you've ever watched the series Smash, which if you haven't, you need to watch it. Oh my God, amazing. Smash. They wrote all the songs for the musical Hit List. What? So there's two fictional musicals in the series Smash. One was called Bombshell, one was called Hit List. And I adored the songs in Hit List. Like I wanted to be in Hit List. Anyway, so they they wrote that. So if you haven't watched Smash, go and give it a go. Um, They also wrote some kind of like, like musical episodes of things like The Flash and Supergirl had a musical episode. And there's like a few series like that where they got drafted Pasek and Paul in to write songs for their musical episodes. They've also done work in film. So they wrote the lyrics for the movie La La Land and the music was done by Justin Hurwitz. They also wrote the songs for The Greatest Showman. And they've wow. written songs for live action Disney movies, uh, including Aladdin and the upcoming Snow White movie. So they're really like everywhere right now. They're like huge oh, yeah. names in musical theatre and they have branched out of the stage as well. They've won multiple Oscars, Tonys, Grammys, Golden Globes, Olivier's, amongst many other things. And they're just kind of like big hitters really <laughs> at this point. Um, but it all started with Edges and they would be very open about that. And I watched a TED talk by them today called Art Artists and the Age of YouTube Composers. And I would highly recommend watching it. It was so fascinating. It was when they were working on Dear Evan Hansen and they talked about how edges went viral and how it kickstarted things for them and how they would how they handled it then and how they would advise other people to handle it and then at the end they were like we're just going to play a quick song of something that we've just started working on called dear evan hansen and then one of them on the piano and the other one sang waving through a window and it's got like random harmonies and ooh like because it's like clearly just been written um but it was i loved it it was great so it was a really interesting insight um and they also one thing they do that's interesting is they take joint credits so they don't break anything up in their writing. They are credited as Pasek and Paul, no matter who's written what. And the reason they said they do that, so they get equal like shares and money and stuff, but um, the reason they said they do that is because they were told very early on, it pushes you. So I think you have to make a decision and obviously 
it's not a decision that we would make today anyway but um everyone would be different about this but they felt for them it makes them work harder because they're not they can't say well the music was shit but the lyrics were great or like they because your name is on everything so suddenly the importance of every detail being perfect rely like both people have to take responsibility so it made them push themselves and push each other a bit harder and so that's why they do that so you don't know who's written what part of anything with them it's just blanket they did it so there you go that is edges and that's passive Campbell. passive Campbell. love it time to write a music if you have forgotten because it's been a while or it's your first time here what we're doing is we're writing a musical we've never written one before um and we're doing it and you're going to hear all the good things the bad things the messy bits you're going to hear it all our musical the very short version is our musical is a battle between someone's head and their heart and that's going to be personified so you're going to see two characters called Corey and ali and they wake up in a kind of deserty place and they fight and they split up and they can't get on with each other and then we meet the character joe and they're going through some changes and some unpacking some trauma and we realise Corey and Ali were their head and their heart battling and then they all unite together and start, you know, facing their shit. So, Sam has been doing some work on a scene. Whoop, whoop. Oh, Look, what's going on? Yay! Oh, actually, I write a book. <laughs> I've got a new computer and I'm obsessed with it. And there's a book template on it. And I've been using the book template just to write a book. <laughs> anyway. I love it. So I was wondering, Harriet and Ailish, if you would be so kind, I would like to do a little read-through. Yes. You cast us. Corey, Ailish, Ali, Harriet. Ooh, okay. Mixing it up. I will try, I will... Um, read for the scene directions and things like that cool okay yes we're going to start from scene one which we've heard briefly in another episode um but we're going to read that and then we'll read scene two which i did which i've done perfect so we have the song the shadow song and then they stare at each other for a moment oh it's you no need to sound so thrilled. Yes, well, if history is to be repeated, I don't think a celebration is in order. Corey mocks them and pulls a face as Ali turns away. Should we get down to it? Oh, and skip the niceties. I was looking forward to your warm, welcoming... Speech? Lecture. Ali glares. I'm just saying. So go on. Tell us why we're here then. I thought it was your turn to brief. Um, no, it's never me. Well, I didn't get a message. Are you sure you didn't misplace it? Definitely not. I don't believe you. Check if you want. Ali moves over to Corey. Corey produces a file. How do you find anything in this mess? Corey takes the file off Ali. I'll have you know, I know exactly where everything is, thank you very much. They glare at each other. Potential song moment. Then we have scene two, the wilderness. Shall we get started? It's empty. Come again? I don't understand. What are we supposed to do? Ali snatches the file. Are we just going to be stuck here forever? For the love of God, Corey, calm down. But we have no information. So we find some. But you need to calm down. We won't be able to get anything done if you're having one of your ridiculous meltdowns. Pauses, absorbing what Corey has said. Fine. Not noticing the hurt feelings. Right, so now we need a plan. Let's slow down. 
why on earth would we be doing that i say we get moving the answer is bound to show itself eventually if we look for it i understand your point i just think it's better if we have more of an understanding of where we are right now Corey, look around you please there is nothing here Look, we use these sticks as a sign of where we've been. Hansel and Gretel the hell out of this business. I don't find this funny. Visibly panicky. Calm down, just follow my lead. Well, I thought we could have a song here. Mm-hmm. With a, you know. The song ends with Corey and Ali arriving at a stick that's already been placed by them on the ground. We are just going round in circles. We are no better than we were before. Well, it's definitely better than... Just sitting on your ass, not doing anything, Corey. We'll be waiting for the answers. How forever. do you expect me to follow your lead when you're so dismissive of my thoughts and ideas and feelings? Oh, here we go again. Yes, here we go again. You think you can do better? Fine, do better. But you'll be on your own. Fine. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that was my scene. I liked it. I like it. I enjoyed it. I think the song... I think we could make that song a little bit lengthy so it kind of travels a bit. Yeah. I actually think that that whole scene too could even be, the song could be incorporated throughout a little bit. Like we could actually use some of that as li- like lyrics and I think there could be something mm. to like play with some of the shape. But yeah, I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Cool. Yay, well done. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, this took... Considering it's quite short, it took me a bloody long time because I've got complete writer's block. Yeah. And I've never I like had that it. before because I've never written anything. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Um, the hard, the hardest part of writing is the writing the bit from scratch when you're looking at yeah. an empty page. And then once you start editing it you get more inspiration you get ideas and you like so so it's all that's always going to be the hardest part yeah so yeah well done that's great and there's loads of stuff to work with there for sure yeah it's good yeah i was sort of like the toying with the idea over the last couple of days i was thinking of doing monologues for Corey and ali of how they feel about the other person but not with the attention to put them in the musical just so that we had a bit of background but i'm thinking actually with the split maybe that will help the scenes of the split well that's something that could be interesting to do as an exercise as an exercise yeah and because then there could also be things that can be pulled from it you know like lyrics wise or dialogue wise um it would be interesting to hear that from say at the beginning a like monologues how do they feel about each other and then after they split how do they feel about each other now and then you know like progress it along yeah so you kind of get that real character journey i think would be interesting yeah it's a lack of communication it's the same thing most humans in life have issues with is a lot of things could be solved if you communicate properly and mm-hmm. i think with Corey and ali they don't communicate to each other properly like we, we see it perfectly in the scene that sam has just written um yeah. They don't communicate their feelings, intentions, emotions, or directions to each other. Um, yeah. And I think if we know what's going on in their head, we can represent that a bit more, maybe. Yeah, because it all stems from that thing of they don't understand each other because they're yeah. so far in the opposite directions that they can't actually understand yeah. how anyone would think the opposite way. So it is, yeah, it's the like understanding and the communication. Um, I had that I had that in the back of my head constantly when I was writing this scene that like, I can't 
let them understand each other. Yeah, particularly at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I wanted to, I just I had to make them completely opposite. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I went too extreme or too not extreme, but... No, I think it's good. I honestly think it, we could push it further. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I think maybe it'd be nice if maybe towards the end they start, they understand each other a bit more, but maybe they don't fully agree. Like, there's still a lot to work through. Like, it's left with the door open. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you think about, like, bringing your head and your heart together, if you think about it in your own life, right, and making decisions... Just because you master it in one decision, it doesn't mean it's mastered the next already mastered when your next decision comes up. You you actually still have to go through the process, but what you start doing is listening to you kind of start listening to it all a little bit more. Yeah. So the argument would still exist, but they might just be able to stop and or maybe the difference is Joe. Like that that will be something for us to explore is where where exactly does the difference end but we can work that out i think as we go along we'll get a clearer feeling of exactly what we want that to be yay well done yeah thank you thanks come and join sam's social network she's here for you Woo! everyone say hello Catherine. hi Catherine. Catherine. Catherine says what would your dream goal for the musical be Let's put it out into the universe, in brackets. That's for Sam. <laughs> she says, P.S., please give a shout-out to my best friend, Emily, who I met at my local Amdram Theatre Company 10 years ago. That's Aww, nice. that's cute. Hi, Emily. Big shout-out to you. Hi, Emily and Catherine. And we're a fan of Amdram societies. It's the best way to we make are. friends as well. It like, is. Yeah, it is. To meet like-minded people. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would your dream goal for the musical be? I mean... Get it on the West End. If you're going to think big... If you're going to think big, you say, go to the Broadway, win the Tony. That would... That's my dream in life, is to win a Tony Award. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But it depends on... We try and keep ourselves realistic, don't we? Yeah. But if Mm. we're going to say the one thing that we would wish that... For this musical... Yeah, probably. It becomes an absolute smash hit on the West End and Broadway. We win some Tony Awards, some Olivier Awards, maybe um, some other things going on, just all of the awards. There's a big red carpet, lots of money, big names involved, and it's fabulous. And a Grammy, like. And a Grammy. Throw a Grammy in there as well. We talked about this before, didn't we? Like dreams and then maybe goals, like like a slightly different. I think if I were to put a like my my goal and I would be like happy you know if that's where it went is I would just love I think for us to have a run in Edinburgh Fringe um, yeah and if we could get something off the back of that that would be great but I think that that's kind of where I'm like that's what I'm my realistic aiming for and then see what yeah. happens but you know what they say a wish is a dream without a goal a dream is a wish your heart makes a wish when you're right, fast Cinderella. asleep <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, no wait confused. it's a wish is a a wish is a dream without a goal That's so basically it exactly means exactly what you just said, oh, exactly <laughs> what <I> said. So, <laughs> so it's it's like saying you can say you want all of this but you've got to make your goals in little steps to get towards the big dream oh i see what you mean yeah yeah, yeah there's like you have your big dream that you're like wouldn't that be great the thing that you you know four years old thought about at night time or something but oh and having dinner with Lin-Manuel Miranda every Friday I think would be quite nice <laughs> every Friday we, 
every other Friday. <laughs> Friday night dinner, like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, we would be that close with Lynn. We'd have to take it in turns. Cameron McIntosh would want to come round and chat to us about some new things as well, obviously. So, yeah. Um, I also think just for for this to be like if as well as if we're thinking like in light of what we talked about with Pasek and Paul right and they wrote Edges because they were fed up and they wanted to just create something for themselves but that kick-started the rest of their careers and that opened all the doors for them I feel like I would love for that to be obviously yeah, I'd love, I'd love yeah, for this 100%. to be a big you know ob- obviously we'd love for this to be the big thing but I'd love for it to be that as well. <laughs> like, I'd lo- no, I'd love this to open up some doors <laughs> yeah, for us. Yeah. I really would. If it's going to open the doors for us to like start the next chapters of our career and have more things that we can look at and work on and ignite that spark and motivation and stuff for going forwards, then like that's all we can really ask for, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The dream, I'm not going to say, is winning Tonys and Olivier's and stuff for me because it's not... It's having a nice, good run in Edinburgh Fringe and doors opening. Yeah. Yes. Wouldn't it be nice as well, like like you said, with um, people we talked about today, like that we drafted into doing other projects as well, like The Great mm. Showman, stuff like this. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to turn, not going to turn down a Tony. I mean, if they're giving them out <laughs> like, and, and sorry, it's over, Edinburgh Fringe is where no. I stop. Thank you. No Tonys like, for me. Broadway, no thank you. I've reached my end destination. Yeah, this was it. <laughs> We're at the fringe, guys. I don't need any more. Thank you. Thanks for that question. That was great. Yeah, thank you. If you would like to get in touch, you can email us podcast at dirtylaughs.co.uk or you can like and follow us on Instagram at dirtylaughspodcast. The same for TikTok. And I'm going to just put a little plea out there today. Share us with your friends. Give us five stars on Spotify or wherever you listen to us. We are five stars at the minute. If you are listening and you do like enjoy us, please share us with your friends who might enjoy us as well. Just so we can, you know, connect to more people. Do you know also something, guys, we should talk about? By the time this episode is out, it will have already happened. But tonight is the Olivier Awards. It is the Olivier Awards. By the time this is out, everyone will know who's won. But what is your prediction for best musical? I'm voting for Back to the Future because I have a friend in it um, and I want to be supportive. So shout out Back to the Future. Back to the Future has won the, like, it won, I think, like, the What's On Stage Mm. Awards. It's won a few awards coming up to this. So I actually think it might be, but I would say Moulin Rouge might pip it at the post because it's such a big scale musical. It is very big but scale. I think if I'm going to put a if I'm going to put my hat on one of them, I'm going to guess it might be back to the future. What are the nominees, please? I'm out of touch. Uh, so the nominations for best new musical is Moulin Rouge, Get Up Stand Up the Bob Marley musical, Back to the Future, The Drifters Girl and Frozen. Oh, I've heard good thing about The Drifters Girl. And then, but then you've got Frozen as well, and it is Frozen. I don't think but Frozen's I don't know. gonna. No, no, it'll be Back to the Future. I I am confident that it will be Back to the Future, but I have heard good things about the Drifters Girls. Yeah, I I I haven't heard many people talk about the Drifters Girls. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, so I'm not not convinced on that one. Everyone I've spoken to about it is really positive feedback. Really good. I don't mean like I've heard it's bad. I just haven't heard very much buzz with it. Like I where and Frozen. I just don't think musicals like Frozen tend to win these kind of awards. No, um, I think they might win. It didn't do win. very well in the Tonys either, so I'm not... 
They might win a new soundtrack because obviously they've thrown in like Monster and a couple of others. Choir of Man are going though. Choir of Man are nominated yeah, Choir for. Man. Uh, is it like best entertainment show or something? I could see them winning. Come that, on, lads! It was yeah. incredibly entertaining. Man. I hope it. they do a performance. Yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. By the time this is out, we'll already know. Yeah. Harriet's head scratcher. Scratch your head now. Are oranges called oranges because oranges are orange, or is orange called orange because oranges are orange? Let's think about this. Say that five times. Sam looks fucking fuming. <laughs> uh, so can let's just clarify. You are you asking is the colour named after the fruit or is the fruit named after the colour? Essentially, but I went a very long way around it. To say oranges <laughs> about eight times. I think I can. I practiced that. I've been. I took some practice. Eight times I'd say oranges. Then I think fruit before the colour. They had the fruit there, and like Pablo Picasso or whoever it is was thinking, oh, what's this? What's this colour? And he looks over at his fruit bowl that he's painting and he's thinking, <laughs> oh, well, that's that's an orange and that's the same colour as that. Oh, let's call it orange. All right, here you go. And he goes off to his mates down the pub and he says, right, I found a new colour. As you do. And I've called it an orange. I mean, it would be my... You would assume, wouldn't you, that, like, because there's, like, a colour, a, a shade of yellow called banana and, like... So you would assume that the fruit came first? But before, if you, I don't know if you know the answer or, or if you have Googled it yet, but I before yet. we find the answer, I might just play devil's advocate and just to like... Okay. Go on, go on. Just to mix it up, I'll say, I'll say the colour came first. Maybe it's mm. like a shock. Maybe it's not what we're expecting. The winner buys a pint on our next <laughs> meeting. Yes. Uh, okay, so, so would, you want, would you like to hear my theory? So, um, yeah. I tell you, Ailish, do you mind Googling the answer while I give you my theory? Yeah. Okay, so my theory is, so it's similar to what Ailish was saying because you've got banana yellow, you've got lemon yellow. And it's like, my theory is with the yellow situation, yellow was already a thing. And then maybe they found bananas and lemons. They were like, oh, I mean, they're both clearly yellow, but they're not the same yellow. So it's a banana yellow and it's a lemon yellow. However, orange is just orange and tangerine is tangerine and a tangerine fruit is also tangerine so my theory is they found them at the same time <laughs> what? <laughs> what what as in like because like maybe they found the so, like back in the day sorry so pablo picasso yeah named a color orange at the same time that someone p- picked found a, a fruit and went this should I be called I orange think, <laughs> i think it was be before picasso's time I, I think we're talking sort of like <laughs> i know i was joking though, around the caveman <laughs> I, I feel it's around the caveman times and like someone's wandering through the the, the grove <laughs> and it comes across oh. a new tree and and life outside <laughs> Picking up the oranges from the garden went orange. He's got his banana <laughs> his banana tree, he's got his lemon tree, and then he's seen a new tree and there's these weird shapes. He lives in a cave. <laughs> yeah, he needs he to lives go in a cave. But he needs to go forage. And then he sees it and on this tree there's this new thing and it's a bright, bright colour that he's never seen before and it's also a round thing and he's like, Huh, I don't know what it is and then he sort of like takes it back and then all the elders have a nice discussion and they decide well we're going to call it an orange let's call them both of the new things you've presented today at this board meeting we'll call them both orange yeah i think honestly i think it was a friday night and they'd had enough and they're like right two birds one stone (laughs) 
they wanted to get down to the old uh, caveman pub. They did. Yeah. They did. Down the mountain. They did. <laughs> they were like, right, lads, lads, you know, time's cracking on. Or the person writing the notes, like writing the minutes in the meeting, couldn't remember what they'd called the other one. So they just were like, <laughs> well, I'm just going to write orange. Because they're trying to scratch it on a bit of rock. <laughs> Maybe ran out of rock. When they looked up, everyone had left. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe ran out of slate and he had to put that they were both called orange to save room. Like, multiple well, theories. <laughs> while you were giving us that delightful story, I did Google it and I can <laughs> confirm the colour orange derives its name from the orange fruit. Uh, so woo-hoo! the fruit came first. I am owed a pint. Thank I you. I will buy you a pint. thanks everyone for listening again and come back next time share us with every person you've ever met in your entire life and every person you will ever meet in the future of your life um if you could (laughs) just screaming it out of bus windows we love you keep coming back and um yeah we'll have more next time and enjoy the olivier awards i mean oh wait no you've already seen them i hope you enjoyed them Bye. 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 I think it should be a pint of orange juice. I think you should shut up. <laughs> <laughs>